0: Welcome back to LifeCast with Ryan Leak. We are excited to have you guys with us, whether you're watching or listening. We are talking about probably an unpopular (laughs) topic, but we are talking about unoffendable. And it is so easy for us to live lives of offense and always be on guard. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And we have started, the last episode was all about getting prepared for an election. So this is part two of that. And in preparing for that, how we shouldn't be surprised that 50% of our country is yeah. going to get upset, right? No matter what. No matter what, every four no years, what. the second, the first Tuesday in November, we right. are going to be up till two in the morning texting friends, talking to people. We're going to be either yay or nay. Uh, So Ryan, you said in that first episode that we have to have self-awareness, right? right? To deal with the part of us that is actually offensive to others. So what's the second half to that?
1: Um, I think the second half to that is everything is so politically charged right now. Um, It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. Um, People can... Align sentences, uh, wearing a mask mm. with political parties. I mm. mean, it definitely really doesn't. I mean, the 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 amount of things that we can be divided over is is insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I think I think the second part of preparing for an election is is asking ourselves: What do we want to be known for? Do we want to be known as people that are politically charged, or is there another option? Uh, do we do we have to play by the rules that are being set for us by, I don't know, social media or uh, the people around us. Like, who, who's, who's making these rules that says, you know, um, if you wear a mask, mm-hmm. for crying out loud, then you must be. I don't even know what it is, but I, I, I've heard mm-hmm. that there is, there is political agenda uh, behind everything, and it, you know what it does? It gives us all a little bit of a sour taste in our mouths. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure when we hear statistics about COVID. We're like, okay, are we? What What is the agenda behind this? And you, you're hearing all of this um, scam demic, and you know all, mm-hmm. all of these different things out there. That it can be really tough for mm-hmm. us to know what's true and, and what to believe and, and who to believe it from, and then. Uh, you could say one sentence and someone goes, Oh, you sound real Fox News right now. Yeah. You know, you're like <laughs> Yes, what? I just I've just, heard that. You know what I mean it's just like yes. you you so what ends up happening is you, you just feel like you really you really can't say anything mm-hmm. and so so everything is politically charged right now, but does that mean that we have to be politically charged? And so I think as we enter into a season uh, where an election's coming up, I think we we've gotta ask some serious questions about what do we really want to be known for? Mm-hmm. Because uh There will be uh, this Tuesday in November, but then another Tuesday in November will come. Yeah. And after that, you will be stuck with whatever the uh, American people voted for. Absolutely. Whether you like it or not. And in that moment, you still have to make a decision about what you want to be known for. And so up to an election, it feels like, I'm 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 ride or die with this either candidate or party or my beliefs. But at, at the end of the day we've got to have something bigger than that to hold on to in terms of what we want to be known for because mm-hmm. um christmas is coming. Yes. Christmas is coming. Yes. Uh, regardless of of who will be president, christmas is coming. Yes. And all, so so thinking about there are these dates that we can kind of circle on our calendar that are significant, but there are other dates too. And so um so i i think the the second half of of us um of this conversation is really going, all right, well, who who do I want to be Mm -hmm. and and what rules do I want to play by? Mm
0: -hmm. That's real good. That's, you know, it's (laughs) the whole, what you want to be known for. That is what really gets me because when you, when you step into a room or a conversation, it's hot. When you walk away, you know, everyone always has something to say after, you know, and when you walk away, what is it that people are going to say about you and how you said things?
1: A lot of people don't even think about that. No. No. They they don't think. So so I do executive coaching. And so sometimes I'll sit down with a client and we'll say, all right, what's what's your one-year goal? And then we go five-year goals. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's say we're talking five-year goals. Um, Five years from now, Donald Trump will not be president, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And so when you think about that, you're going, what do I really want to be known for Man, what, what will my life look like five years from now? And how much of that depends on who the president is. Mm-hmm. The president, who the president is definitely has an impact mm-hmm. on our society, our economics and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously uh, the world, given uh, the superpower that America is. But in terms of my life and the trajectory of it, uh, who the president is, uh, I, I am I am not looking to the president to determine who I want to be in five years. Mm. I don't think anybody should.
0: I, I Does that make well, sense? Yeah, so, it makes perfect sense. If so you think about
1: five years from now, it's just like, you know, I I think I think people gotta really think long term. Mm.
0: But what do you say to the people that are so like by the book? They are so like, they put so much, I guess, faith in the government. And sure. I'm not even trying to say that we shouldn't, right? Sure. Be, but I will say that for me, it's I've been a little torn since March. Sure. You know? It's hard. Should I wear a mask? <laughs> Do I not wear a mask? Do I wear gloves? <laughs> Y'all, when we were on our way here, Ryan came out of his car with gloves and a mask on. I said, <laughs> whoa! I said, okay. You know? And I will say that it's everyone's different, right? right. So it's like, for me... What do you say to the person that has the business that they depend on our economics and everything sure. to grow their business? And you know, I think about if you're not in healthcare right now, if you're not in IT, if right. you are not in some type of essential. I work for a school, so thank God I'm I'm covered in that area cuz schools right. aren't going anywhere. But what do you say to that person that is looking at the news that is literally inundating themselves? Right. And says, no, it's about the president. It's about who's the president. Like, what do you say to them?
1: Uh, so uh, this this would just be my own personal mm-hmm. foundation. Um, a lot of my listeners um, wouldn't consider themselves Jesus followers. Um, I am an sure. avid Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of my beliefs and my life is grounded in in scripture. So when you say by the book, I would say what book? That's <laughs> and good. so for mm-hmm. me... Um, that book would primarily be um, the Bible. And so uh, for that person that really is looking to um, to the government for, you know, a lot of their help or their assistance, um, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I would just encourage them, you're going to need another option because what 2020 has taught us is that the constructs that have been built around us are not as reliable as we thought they were in 2019. <laughs> yes. And so... Um, even for me, um, I grew up believing that you should always have multiple streams of income. This is mm-hmm. what I was taught. And so so even for me coming into 2020, I had to begin to think about, okay, what what streams of income are available to me? And how can I get better in 2020 and not have to rely on somebody else to make that happen? Obviously, I travel and speak for a living. I've not been on a plane in... I don't know six months now. Wow! And so it's it's a whole new a whole new world for me mm-hmm. that I've just had to adapt to. And so I think what I would encourage that person to do is uh, don't wait for someone else to give you options. That's good. You 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 want to be able to create as many options as you possibly can for yourself. Sometimes that means going back to school. Sometimes that means reading a book. Sometimes that means adding a skill set to your to your repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a whole nother podcast designed to just uh, encourage people. It's called followership with Ryan Lee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the whole goal of that podcast is to help people to go, Hey, you want to make yourself indispensable. Yes. Um, regardless of what the economy is doing. You want your boss to go, man, if we got to do layoffs, we are not going to lay off Larry, no matter yes. what happens. We are not going to lay off Fosti mm-hmm. because they are indispensable. And so I think if we're going to set ourselves apart, uh, we we've got to up our game in, in a lot of areas. So that that's how I would respond to that. Person.
0: That's good. Very yeah. good. So now in terms of the election and what's coming right. down the pipeline, what do you think Democrats yeah. should really do with the Republicans? And what should the Demo- the Republicans <laughs> do with the Democrats? You know, um, like, what are our options? Argue, get us all in a, right. in a mud pit yeah, and go right. at it. Right, like, right. what do
1: we do? I mean, and that that's, that's the question, right? I mean, it's a. Uh, what are, you know, our options are we can argue mm-hmm. um, and, and th- there can be this back and forth. We can do that on social media. Um, we can cancel them and just say, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Um, my my five year old Jackson. Uh, has learned check marks and X in school, <laughs> and if he likes you, he gives you a check mark. Like you can walk in, he goes check, and if doesn't like, you, he can X, and he'll X. He, he X Pastor Ricky one time. I saw my that. and I was like, dude, you can't be doing that. And so we can do that to people. I mean, it's funny when you're five, yes, but it's crazy when you're, when you're 35,
0: thirty-five. No, you know, and you're yeah. still
1: Xing people. Yeah, and so you know, th- that's an option. Mm-hmm. So, so what are our options? We got argue with them, cancel them. Um, or you could agree with them. You could change your mind, which is really what everybody wants. Right? Yes. I really, it's so funny. Um, the people I talk to, they, they're they great with unity as long as it's around their thing. Yeah, Does exactly. So yes. Republicans are like, yo, I want to be unified, of course. As long as we're unified as Republicans. Mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Democrats are going, yeah, we want to be unified. We can do that as long as we're unified with, with what mm-hmm. I personally want to see happen. And so uh, I, I think, that that is an option. Hey, I'm gonna come to your side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I like option number four. Option number four is listen, and it's an art that we don't do well at all. We we mm. we are quick to give our opinions, quick to uh, try and make our statements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have to ask ourselves, do we want to make statements or do we want to make a difference? Mm-hmm. And the only way that you're going to make a difference is if you are an impeccable listener. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people in my life that are listeners, they have the most profound thoughts in the world.
0: Mm. They
1: say very little, but what they say is so powerful because they listen well. One of my mentors is a guy by the name of Nate Roosh. Uh, if I spend an hour with Nate, I, he makes me talk. Mm-hmm. For about fifty minutes. Wow. And that last ten minutes, um, he's trying to do two things. He's trying to listen to God and listen to me. And he and that last ten minutes is some of the most powerful wisdom I've I've ever gotten. I bet life changing. Because he's he's an impeccable listener. And so I, I think uh one of the things that we can do with anyone that has opposing views from us
0: mm-hmm.
1: is to hear them out and and ask questions. Hey, how did you how'd you get there? Because um, I think that that's what makes us better humans. And so, uh, like I said, we've got options. But I think option number four is the best. And that's
0: listening. That's so good. I mean, I think that that's a skill that I have to, for me, I have to work on it constantly. Because I stay ready. <laughs>
1: sure. You know? oh, yeah. oh, always. I have
0: a response. Oh, for sure. But one of the things that I've learned, and I recently had a disagreement with a friend that called me and he told me he had COVID. And I I was I was freaking out. Mm. And we're on FaceTime. And he goes, can you just listen? Can I speak from my experience? And I went, I am so sorry, because yeah. I started going, are you taking vitamin C? Are you taking elderberry? Are you wearing a mask? Do you even have a mask? Now? And he's like, why are you in your car? And he's like, yeah. can you listen? Like, I haven't talked to you in like 11 days because I went through the worst already. And I was like. Oh, Vasi, maybe you should just shut up. <laughs> so I yeah. will say that for some of us, it's, it's hard. You know, yeah. I think that the majority of us are not good listeners. No. Uh, I'm, I'm Brene not. Brown talks about it in her daring yeah. to lead. And she says, you have to work yeah. at it. You have to work on being a good listener. Yeah. And um, when it comes to political views, my dad taught me when I was little. Two things you don't debate, Basti. Two things that you will always Mm. walk away from because this is your beliefs and this is what we've instilled in you. Mm. Your politics and Bible. Mm. Just don't. Because people aren't going to believe what they're going to believe and people are going to stand for what they stand for. And I remember thinking, that's so true. And I went to Bible college and even in Bible college, I had people that were, one, scripture, 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 and people, you know, the law and grace, and it's like no balance, so I will say that the listening thing, that is very, very key, yeah. so, and I think so- sometimes, you know, you make it sound so easy, even just the I way know. you talk about it, um, you know, or carry a lot of this lightly, right? right. Like, I think that's one of the things that yeah. Amanda says, like, nothing nothing moves Ryan. Like, what do you think Ryan said? He's not excited. He's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah. Um, so is that true? Do you carry some of these massive cultural issues lightly? Or, um, because, you know, yeah. you're on the stage. So I think that I people, know. you know, and then you're a black man. So people yeah. are expecting you no. to be like, raw and you're just kind of like,
1: I'm cool, we'll be all right, yeah, so i you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's temperament, um, I don't know if it's enneagram, yeah. I don't know if it's upbringing, um I think what I've always learned from is hindsight, and when I look back at the moments that I've freaked out, I've always regretted it, mm. um and and so. So I always try and just pause a little bit and think about the future. I think about okay, five years from now, what story do I want to tell in 2025 about how I responded in 2020? And perhaps in 2025, I may get there and go, I didn't respond strong enough. Mm -hmm. I may may get there. Um, Maybe I overdid it. Maybe I underdid it. But. The more and more I look back at 2015 or 2016 or 2017, and as I'm constantly learning from hindsight, I'm always uh, I'm always learning to try and be the adult in the room, and and I really have learned that from uh, Pastor Ricky Tejada, uh, that he he has this maturity about him mm-hmm. that is so calm mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, it comes through the camera. I've never met him, but like it just, comes through
0: the camera, yeah. He
1: just has this, like, anytime I've called him overreacting, <laughs> there's always been a peace that comes from him.
0: That's so awesome. Of
1: of going, hey, th- this is this is going to be all right. I remember I called Pastor Ricky, I don't know, four or five years ago. I was very offended. I was very frustrated with him. I don't remember what it was. And um, I'll never forget what he said. He said, said, hey, Ryan, let me ask you a question. Have you prayed about this? And in that moment, I realized I had not. Mm. I had thought about it. I had ruminated about it. I had gotten more frustrated about it. I called friends about it, which only festered it and made it worse. Mm. But I actually had not gone to God to say, God, I want to give this thing to you. I hadn't actually done that. Yeah. And so the more I do that, um, the more I give things to God, it's, I mean, that, that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. He wants to send back peace. He wants to send back, joy and he wants to be in control most of us get frustrated when things are out of our control yes and so there is a it's not that I take the issues lightly it's just that I realize that Christmas is coming
0: mm-hmm. and
1: 2025 is coming and what will our world look like at that point I, I have no idea but I, I what I do know is that I have neighbors
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I love dearly and I'm not sure how an election will affect them in their homes. Mm -hmm. But I do know that an election does not have to determine the kind of neighbor I'm going to be to them. That's good. And so for me, um, the reason why I can be a little bit more calm when situations like these happen, um, a, a lot of times I am actually deliberating. I am processing, okay, as a leader, what's my responsibility uh, as a husband, what's my responsibility? As the leader of my home, what is my responsibility in terms of cadence and how we respond to things that are going on in the world around us? And I believe in Christian circles, we talk about prayer more than we actually pray.
0: That's so good. So it's so it's true.
1: Common, yeah, we just need to pray, but we we don't we don't actually
0: spend the time. We don't actually Mm-mm. do that.
1: And so. Uh, so I, I think my my position isn't that these issues, it's not it's just not a big deal. Get over it. It's not that. But it is going, what what's really in your control? Mm-hmm. You can vote based off of what you believe is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that who you vote for is going to get put in. Mm-hmm. And so you have to prepare for that not to happen for you as an individual and for the community that you live
0: in. And it goes back to self-awareness. 100%. You know, it goes back to saying... I'm going to, I understand we're going to be upset in a few months, Yeah, you know, and we're going to have to learn how to live together with our differences. Absolutely. You know what, what
1: blew my mind in 2016 that is still blowing my mind to this day is allowing our support of someone we do not know personally to cut off a relationship of somebody we love.
0: And, and you know personally. And you know personally And you've done life with them. And yes. so to me, it's
1: like Christmas is coming and mm-hmm. it's going, am I going to allow something that I really have a whole, not a whole lot of control over yes. come in between me and the people that I love dearly mm-hmm. and thinking about, uh, ultimately, I think we should be preparing for the next four years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: long before a president is decided
0: mm-hmm. about
1: how we're going to treat each other in the meantime. Absolutely. And so I, I think that, that that's something that we actually do have control over and and we can't worry about all the other stuff.
0: Yep. I yep. I love it. It's so true. Control what you can. Yep. Which is your responses. Yeah. Your interactions. Absolutely. Uh, and work on that self-awareness. Yeah. Right. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's not easy.
0: It, it, it's not, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a living testament of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. I was going to tell you, you taught me that. I remember when I first moved here to Dallas, I was calling you about a situation. You, you know, I've called you a lot of, about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you telling me, Vasti, remember you're the adult in the room. And that I wrote that in my journal and that completely mm-hmm. has shifted everything yep. in my life, because even at work, when I i am like, you're the adult in the room. It's not about age. No, it's about the maturity to say. Absolutely. I'm not going to say something when I should. And if I want to say it, I could say it. But right. you know what? I don't want to say it. Right. Yeah. So it's awesome. I'm so looking forward to continuing to dive into yep. this. So let's talk about what nonprofit do you want to highlight on this episode today?
1: Um, I want to highlight uh, an organization called Red Eye. Um, Their main chapter is uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, A guy I went to school with runs an organization called Red Eye. Um, It's been featured on actually keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, Their mission is to create social cohesion for two of the most isolated demographics, the up and in and the down and out. So what they do is they've created programs for uh, people of influence and their kids because a lot of times when you're a person that is famous, there's not a whole lot of places that you can go. So they actually create events for famous kids that actually connects them with kids that are sometimes homeless. So you're taking the... you know, they're on two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. of the down and out and the up and in, and, and, and both of them can be ostracized. So they, they figure out ways to connect those two to mm-hmm. say, hey, if this family over here that's got some influence and some means, hey, what, how can we connect those resources uh, to to those that um, that are hurting? And so uh, you, you've uh, Justin was on keeping up with the Kardashians to build the, the Watt Center. I
0: saw that episode. That's awesome. It's it's,
1: it's really cool. So Red Eye has been mentoring kids uh, in the Watts housing projects for a little over 12 years. Uh, The average age of someone there is 21. So what you end up having is uh, kids that are raising kids. Uh, Only 2.9% of kids in in the Watts projects area make it to college and over 50% drop out of high school. Uh, police statistics say there that there's 7,000 gang members within two miles of that specific location, so they've been able to um, connect with people to influence and make a difference right there at the Watts Housing Project. You can go to redeye.org. You can see some of the impact that they've had even during uh, COVID-19 and, and the difference that they've been able to make. They've got chapters in Los Angeles, New York, Las Vegas, London, Paris, and Sydney, Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out this episode of LifeCast with Ryan Leak. If today's episode was helpful to you, please share it with a friend, rate it, review it, and please don't forget to subscribe.